What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of I'm Mostly Okay. I'm so excited to be back this week. Um, If you guys noticed, I kind of took two weeks off. I was coming off of the really excellent episode that I did with Jin that a lot of you guys really seem to like. The episode's doing super well. Um, I appreciate the feedback that I've gotten on it and I just want to say it was really fun to number one, record with someone else and number two, um, just try a different format for the podcast. So that was kind of a fun in Denver that I liked and hopefully we'll be doing again. And this week too, I wanted to come back and just do something really relaxed. So I did some Instagram polls and Q&As yesterday, um, just trying to see what type of topics you guys wanted to talk about. This one is not going to be so much a focused video on one topic or area, but we're just going to kind of chat about a couple different things that you guys wanted to hear about. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right in. Um, and the first question that I got was actually how how is our plant-based diet, plant-based eating going? And let me just tell you, it's not. <laughs> we, um, yeah, it's not happening anymore. We, we did pretty well for, I want to say two and a half to maybe three weeks. Uh, we were going pretty strong with very minor slip-ups. Um, and then we took, we drove down to Arizona, um, to go boating with some of Ronnie's friends and while we were there you know it was really difficult to kind of maintain the diet because nobody else is eating plant-based and it was kind of like a potluck situation like people were buying food we were all cooking together and you know that's one element that is really difficult when you're eating a diet that is so specific and this isn't just you know for plant-based but I know people who eat um, like the keto diet or vegan, pescatarian, like it's, there are a lot of limits to what you can consume. Um, And so it's hard to kind of maintain that when you're around a bunch of other people that are not eating that way. And we didn't want to be the two people that were like, oh, you know, can you buy this extra thing? So we kind of brought our own food. But it just, it was kind of a lot to juggle for being brand new to the diet. Um, So Arizona kind of broke our streak. And then when we got back, we just went like this long time without getting groceries. And that was another kind of skill that we were struggling to keep up with. And then so we were eating out a lot. And then it got to the point where it was like, technically, are we still eating plant-based? Yes. But we're eating out for every single meal. And it's not making me feel any better than when I was eating animal products. So then we started to just kind of go back to how we were eating normally. And I do have to say, I am struggling again with kind of just general feelings of bloating, um, just some like gut issues. And so I'm going to try to work on narrowing down maybe what type of animal product it is that's causing those issues. Um, because I, that all went away really quickly when we were doing plant-based and I did in that area feel better. 
So I, I do want to kind of work on making sure that I'm putting things into my body that aren't making me feel like total crap. But yeah, that's, that's how plant-based is going is it's just, it's not anymore. We're still trying to eat whole foods. We're still trying to eat healthy. Um, but definitely eating animal products again. Um, let's see paired with that. People wanted to know about kind of like my workout routine right now. And that is another thing that is just, uh, pretty much non-existent. Um, Ronnie and I go through these phases where for a couple weeks we'll be really on top of it. We don't eat out. We're cooking at home. We're working out a lot. And then when we finally start to get in that rhythm and it starts to become habitual, something happens and interrupts it. So like, for example, you know, we were doing plant-based and working out a lot for almost three weeks. Then we went to Arizona, major interruption. We got back from Arizona and I um, just wasn't feeling great. So that was an interruption. And then we finally started to pick it up again um, in these last couple weeks. And then there was, you know, some major COVID surges in our area. And so the gyms shut down again. So now we're on a major lull of a lot of inactivity. And, you know, we live in a small apartment. We don't have the capabilities to buy a bunch of workout equipment and have it here and have a home gym situation. So trying to find the motivation to you know, do some of those online workout videos or just do something. It's, it's been really hard. <laughs> I'm struggling with that a lot. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get my steps in still, taking Loki for walks. I've lately really been enjoying, um, I take him to the beach at like eight o'clock at night and there's no one there. It's really just kind of serene and nice. Um, it's been kind of cold, so you just bundle up, but we walk along the beach and I do a mile or two like that. So that's been really fun, but, um, that would be some great feedback is like, once again, what type of home workouts are you guys doing that is working for you? What's your schedule? Please help me out because I'd like to get in a better situation before the holidays come. So I'm not just, you know, adding bad food on top of already irregular diet and inactivity. So help a girl out if you can. Um, let's see what else. Oh, this was a fun one. So people wanted to know, um, kind of if I had any ideas or recommendations for holiday gift giving, um, if I've been thrifting or any of that type of thing, um, for gifts. And I actually think this is great. One of my goals for this year's Christmas was to do a bunch of handmade gifts if I could um, or repurpose things that I have as gifts and then also to use um, recyclable and reused gift wrapping. So like we're not buying any gift bags or wrapping paper this year. I've been setting aside... Um, Amazon boxes and brown paper bags and that's what we're going to use as our gift packaging because I'm trying to you know those are minor minor swaps that you know contribute to a more sustainable lifestyle and that is something I've talked about time and time again that is important to me um it's really easy like it's not a huge deal if your gifts aren't wrapped in the you know the super gorgeous 
gold snowman wrapping paper like it doesn't matter it the purpose of wrapping paper is literally to be destroyed and then thrown away so why do we need it you know um so yeah I was working on doing some handmade gifts this year um because I was kind of you know I'm by no means like a crafting expert um I did ask my family, you know, is there anything specific that you want so that I wasn't kind of overwhelmed with coming up with something and then making it. So I'll give some examples of what they asked for and also some things that I've seen um, that would be good gift ideas if you're wanting to try hand making some gifts. So I really enjoy doing like macrame. So um, wall hangings and I've made a couple plant hangers from macrame cord so that was something that some of my family asked for um, I'm learning how to use a sewing machine so um, pillowcases was like decorative throw pillows was something that some of my family asked for so those were really fun to try and learn how to make um, what else have I seen? Like knitting or crochet, um, you know, scarves, hats, blankets, that kind of thing. Um, art prints, I think, would be a really cool gift if you know or you like to use watercolor. Um, you can look up templates online. Another idea that I saw that I thought was really fun is if um, you have any like photographer friends or people who like to take pictures or even just you know a friend or family member who's got a nice kind of Instagram feed you could do kind of a minimalist watercolor of one of their photos and I've seen stuff like that on Pinterest and I think it's super cute and personal so that's an idea if you need one um, embroidery is another thing that I feel like is making a comeback right now so that's super fun so just a couple ideas of handmade things that you could try that are, you know, a little bit more inexpensive than buying things brand new, definitely more sustainable than buying things brand new. And then don't be afraid to repurpose or even like re-gift things that you already have. And I know that there's almost like this taboo of re-gifting things that you've gotten in the past. But I, I'm not talking about a straight up, you know, if someone gifted you a specific piece of jewelry and, you know, you've worn it a couple times, but you don't see yourself wearing it more and then you re-gift that. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if, you know, maybe you went on a splurge and you bought yourself like 15 candles or you have a bunch of like bath care products that you just, there's no way humanly possible that you on your own are going to get through all of these bath products, like put that into a little gift array and gift it to somebody else. And that way you don't have to spend extra money. You're not purchasing something brand new when you have unopened options sitting under your bathroom sink. And you know, it's, it's just more sustainable. It's an easy, quick option. It also helps if you're not really wanting to go shopping this holiday season because of COVID, look in your house first and then you never have to leave. So I definitely recommend, you know, giving that a shot if you're kind of running out of ideas. Um, let's see some more organization tips. I feel like 
I've touched on this in a couple episodes before. Um, number one, I think baskets are like my favorite thing in the world. I don't even think this is an organization tip, but I go to the thrift store and the very first section that I look at is baskets. Baskets are wonderful for a couple of different reasons. Number one, they are decorative and look beautiful. So when you're adding something that can hold other things that is aesthetically pleasing to your home, it has, you know, double bonus. Number two, um, this kind of idea of grouping similar items together to make them look more neat is something that I've really tried to adopt in different rooms of our house. Because I love having things to display. You know, sometimes you have little knickknacks or whatever that you want to put out and that's fine. But, you know, especially when it comes to, I would say, toiletries or things in the kitchen, um, you know, you don't, you don't have to have all of those items out. You don't have to have all your lotions on display or all of your jewelry or, you know, in the kitchen, all of your utensils or, um, like I bought baskets and we put all our spices in there and it just looks more put together. Um, so yeah, grouping similar items, I guess, to maximize space and efficiency and to improve the overall look. That would be something that I definitely recommend if you're having issues with clutter and kind of, you know, bouncing off of that, um, decluttering. I think that's been my favorite project that I've undertaken so far is I've had to go through my closet, I think like three different times. Um, the first time I was just kind of pulling out things that like, uh, I either haven't worn this in forever or I've never put this on. And it was kind of a bold purchase for me, but it was just too bold and I'm never going to use it. So those things kind of came out first. And then the second time through, I was like, okay, let me do kind of a deeper check of what items just don't fit me or my style anymore. So I was trying to take out things that, you know, I, I'm not trying to remove the variety from my closet, but just I have a certain look that I kind of feel comfortable with or that I enjoy or I think is flattering on me. So it was time to remove those kind of crazy pieces that just didn't fit in with that vibe. And then the third time through, I had to get really real with myself and be like, realistically, you have maybe 40% of your clothes in here that just, they don't fit. And I, you know, I'm working on losing weight and I would love to get back to that size again. But right now it's just my closet overflowing with items that I can't wear. So I can give those away. I can donate them. And then, you know, hopefully when the weight comes off, I can recurate my closet to be something that really aligns with my style. It's clothes that I feel comfortable and confident in, and I can feel better about the choices I made in there. So that kind of declutter has been really therapeutic and helpful. And my sister is about to get a bunch of new clothes. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's another tip. I highly recommend go through your closet and don't kid yourself about what pieces you want to keep. Like, just be really honest about what you need. Um, my favorite shows at the moment, I mean, you know, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I, so we, we have like a smart TV and we've got these different 
like we have HBO, Sling, Netflix, Prime Video, whatever. For whatever reason, I cannot get um, ABC. Like all of these different, I have some, you know, cable programs, whatever. I, I couldn't get it. So I wasn't able to watch the episodes live. Um, Ronnie was able to get on there. He did like through the website and then we used our Spectrum login. But then the other night when episode three came out, I couldn't log in and he was at work and he couldn't figure it out. So I was like, oh my gosh. So then I have to avoid Instagram because I follow all of the Grey's Anatomy pages and I was like, I don't need spoilers. Um, fortunately, Hulu releases the episodes, I don't know if it's like the next day, but really quick turnaround. So I watched it on Hulu. So that's definitely one, you know, I'm loving season 17 right now. Um, Bonnie and I are watching Schitt's Creek. We just kind of needed another kind of dumb show as like a meal filler, whatever. It's actually pretty funny. I like it. Um, what else am I watching? I just finished Private, Private Practice, which I loved. I thought it was so good. Uh, we finally watched, what was it? 1984, the season from American Horror Story. Um, really enjoyed that one too. I kind of want to go back to the beginning of AHS because there's, those beginning seasons are really my favorite. I like those a lot. Um, oh, and then I've been watching the Great British Baking Show. I just love watching people make pastries, okay? It's one of my favorite things. I love Cupcake Wars, Cake Wars. Like, those, they just make me feel some some kind of way. I can't, I can't describe it, okay? Um, let's see what's next. Oh, okay. <laughs> so one of my old co-workers asked, you know, wanted me to talk about how it was working at Victoria's Secret. So if you don't know, if you're listening, I worked at Victoria's Secret for almost three years. I started um, the summer before my sophomore year of college at a store in Colorado. And then when I went back to school, I transferred to a store in Newport Beach. I'm going to say up front, I think that Victoria's Secret was an excellent first job for me. Um, I'd say 90% of the time, I absolutely loved it. I loved uh, the team that I got to work with. I made some really great friends working there. I miss them a lot now that I'm not there anymore. Um, I got some really valuable experience while I was there. I got some managerial experience, which was nice. I think it was a great job um, and it helped me you know, keep busy throughout the school year. It helped pay the bills. So I'm appreciative of the job. I don't have any ill feelings towards my old manager or old coworkers or anything like that. Um, the reason that I left was kind of twofold. Number one, it was getting time for me to go anyways. I had an expectation that after I graduated, I was going to kind of finish up my job there and then move on to my career path. Obviously COVID really interrupted that. So it didn't go quite according to plan, but you know, when I got furloughed because of COVID, I was like, I just, if I go back, I'm going to get stuck. So I'm going to choose not to go back at all. Um, but the other reason that I left is I felt that towards the end of my time working there, I'd say the last couple months, um, it was, I want to say maybe company policies and practices and and so the you know company-wide district-wide I don't really know what level of higher-ups were making these sorts of decisions but 
just kind of the selling practices number one changed so frequently it was impossible to keep up with like it's a very high standard to expect your employees to learn a new way of doing things every couple weeks it's mentally exhausting um and number two i just felt like the changes they were making were taking the work that we were doing away from being team-based selling to make the store better to then um, more individual-based performance. And I don't know, it's really hard to describe, but I just, I felt like the transitions we were making were kind of taking away from the real family aspect I had felt working at Victoria's Secret in the beginning and making it much more about, you know, let's celebrate these individuals that are sacrificing everything to be the top performers and you know we weren't celebrating overall team wins and so that bugged me a lot because that was one of my favorite things about working there was you know when I got there Victoria's Secret was not commission-based and I felt like there was much less focus on individual performance and more about like okay how are you contributing to the overall you know positive effect on the store and then the longer I worked there it just kind of transitioned you know the store was still supposed to be performing well but we were talking so much more about you know down to the hour of what your individual contribution was I mean I'm a competitive person there were elements of that that I enjoyed but then when you have a tough month you just kind of feel like crap <laughs> and not just because you yourself are not performing well but it's like then you kind of take the faults of the store on yourself and it just for my mental health it was not a good choice to be there anymore um so i got as much good out of it as i could and i left at the perfect time for me so overall i really enjoyed working there the discount was amazing i can't tell you how much vs stuff i have honestly a lot of the stuff that i had to purge was like those bizarre purchases from work that I was like oh yeah I'll wear this except I never will um I feel like if I'm going to talk about working customer service I have to share like one crazy customer story but there's so many like how how do I pick just one okay okay so for last year's holidays uh something that Victoria's Secret I'm assuming other retail businesses do this but um, basically they open up more uh, manager roles um, to kind of help spread the weight over the holidays and so that no couple managers get overburdened. And associates can apply for those positions. And it's just a temporary thing. It's like through the holiday months. And I really wanted to get some managerial experience. So I obviously applied and I was able to secure a TAP supervisor role uh, for like Christmas last year. And um, so I'm working and usually with TAP, you have one other manager with you. And so one night we were closing and this woman came in and I believe she had a, a bag with her. So it looked like she was going to return. So she walks in and I ask her, you know, is there anything that I um, can help you with? And she asks me, if we have the bra that she brought in still it's like an older kind of bralette style and I tell her unfortunately no 
Um, all of those got marked down. I believe that they'll be coming out, you know, with our items at semi-annual sale and then they'll be gone. So then she's frustrated. She doesn't really want to hear from me anymore. So she's walking around the store, walking around the store, and then maybe 15, 20 minutes or so passes, she's still walking around. So I approach her again and ask, you know, I know that we don't have that specific bra, but there are some options that are similar if you would like me to show those to you. And she snaps at me and she says, no, I don't want your help. Just leave me alone. I'm like, okay. So I, I back off. Maybe another 15, 20 minutes passes. And then um, I, I guess she goes up to the register. I didn't kind of see the start of this interaction. And then I can hear over the walkie um, our cashiers, you know, just kind of trying to explain to this woman why she can't get a refund a certain way or there's some issue with how her bra is being returned. There, there's some return issue. And so they're kind of asking over the walkie if we can get help. And so I'm like, okay, I, I spoke to her, so I'll go up there. And I go up and she is just kind of losing it. So one of our cashiers is trying to explain why this won't work. And then she starts yelling and she says, um, I've shopped here for, you know, 10 years. Um, this is unacceptable. The people always do this for me, blah, 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 whatever. And then she starts saying, um, you need to write your information down. You need to write your full name down because I'm going to call corporate and report you. And she's being very aggressive and yelling. And so I tell the cashier, you don't have to write your information down. I'll speak with her. You don't, you know, you don't have to do this. And then she pulls out her phone and she is trying to kind of film and get in our face about we're giving her terrible customer service. And so I tell her, you know, ma'am, you don't have my permission to film me. So I'm sorry that we couldn't help you with this issue. But if there's nothing else we can do, then you need to leave. Because she's just screaming and cursing at us and being very aggressive. And she's saying that she's not going to leave and she's going to call corporate. And this is such a huge issue and all this kind of stuff still trying to film us. And so I tell her, ma'am, you don't have my, I don't want to be on camera, so you need to leave. And if you don't leave, then I'm going to call security. And this woman is just losing it. Like, and then I go to go to the phone to call security. Mind you, this is, I maybe been a supervisor for like a week and a half. I don't know security numbers by heart. I'm just trying to get this crazy person out of the store. And she ends up backing into one of our like beauty displays and stuff falls on the ground and she's yelling and touching stuff as she goes out and she like runs out of the store or whatever absolutely insane um in retrospect i i realized after i should have called um kind of like the associate i don't know like a like an hr line to report the incident didn't realize that at the time um, nothing happened, you know, I didn't get in trouble or whatever. That woman was a crazy person, but just a tip. If you haven't worked retail, don't be like that. We are doing the very best we can to help you. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. So be understanding. If you really have an issue, then go ahead and call HR. And a lot of times they don't want people to be upset. So they'll give you a refund. But like if I authorize that, as a junior supervisor in the store, it gets me in trouble. So just don't be like that. Don't be that person. Um, so yeah, there's my one, I mean, there's a million more, but that, that one was pretty, 
pretty memorable. Um, my first time being filmed. So crazy. Um, let's see. A couple people wanted to know about uh, communication. <laughs> this is such, this is going all over the place, but I think it's fun. A couple people asked about um, communication in relationships and, you know, how does it work? Why is it most the impor- most important thing? That kind of thing. Um, I mean, that's the cliche, right? When you ask the couple that's been together for 60 years, what's the key to making it last this long? Communicate. Talk to each other. Don't go to bed angry. Don't be vindictive or nasty. No name calling. Like, open, honest friendly communication is key and that is super true something that they don't always mention that i am still struggling to balance is not all communication looks the same so it's not always just talking about your feelings getting it out there and resolving it that way communication also happens through actions and that sometimes can be even more meaningful than what you say. So I think a good example is, I don't know if you guys have taken the love language test before. Maybe that would be a fun one to take as like a podcast episode. I already know my love language. Um, it's uh, acts of service and was it words of praise or whatever that second one is. Um, but that might be fun to kind of go through on here. But The idea of the love language is that, you know, not everyone shows loves just through saying, I love you. So for example, for me, acts of service, when Ronnie does something that he knows is going to make my life easier or is helpful to me, that speaks volumes to me versus him saying like, oh, I love you. I hope you have a good day. That's still nice. But when he chooses to, you know, clean something up, Or if he stops by the store on his way home because he knows that I need something. Like that is much more meaningful to me than even giving a gift. Um, And that is still communication. He's communicating to me, I saw this need and I filled it for you. So if you're in, you know, and this doesn't, this also doesn't have to just be for your significant others. I think that establishing this type of communication with other family members or even your friends is also very important. Um, You know, sometimes it's hard with family members, like maybe you're not the super physically affectionate type, or maybe you don't want to talk on the phone all the time. Um, But during COVID, it's, you know, you're distanced from each other, you don't get to see each other all the time. So like, what are you doing to maintain that relationship during this time where you can't just go over and hang out with them, you know? So maybe it's sending a card just to say that you're thinking of them. Um, My family has been really enjoying doing like Zoom meetings once every week or so. And to keep that kind of fun and exciting, we've tried to do some games on Zoom that we're not just talking about the same stuff over and over. Um, So definitely try to, you know, see what type of communication is best for that particular person and that particular relationship. And with that in mind, you know, don't go, don't go beyond your means. You don't have to, I guess, spend a bunch of money, but also don't stretch yourself so thin that communicating now becomes exhausting and something you dread. I feel like that's another part that people will kind of 
looked down upon is, you know, oh, if you're not texting me or calling me or wanting to participate in these conversations or doing our, you know, secret Santa or whatever it is, then it's kind of like, oh, you're being lazy or you, you don't care enough to participate. That's not true either. I think sometimes you just need you know, if the bare minimum is your best, then the bare minimum is your best. And that's what you can give. And don't, don't fault yourself on that. That was another thing I should have mentioned during um, the holiday, when we were talking about the holiday stuff. This year has been so crazy. And I know that it has put a ton of financial strain on a ton of people. So don't feel any pressure to go out and spend a bunch of money on gifts for your family. I think that's why I recommend the handmade thing. It can be so much more affordable. Repurposing gifts is basically free. Like don't stress yourself out trying to get these huge extravagant gifts for your family, your friends, whoever. Do do something meaningful. And I feel like a default that I did a lot in high school when I really didn't have a lot of spare money, find like a good recipe and practice it a couple times and perfect it it could be for you know like fudge or or some kind of treat like cookies or maybe a cake or pie like just find some recipe that you you like and work on that practice it make it perfect and then give that as a gift I guarantee you no one is going to be upset if they get a tin of cookies as a Christmas gift I'd be super excited to receive that. So just don't don't put too much pressure on yourself this holiday season. That's a major takeaway for sure. Um, and that's, you know, that's a way to communicate. You can con- communicate love through cookies. Highly recommend. Um, another thing, so this is for one specific person. I'll sh- shout him out, Stuart Lane. He asked me to talk about the Grateful Dead. And he sent me a trailer to watch because I really didn't know much about them. And from that trailer, I'm going to give you a single statement about the Grateful Dead that I think summarizes, hopefully, them. This is so random. Um, So the Grateful Dead is a band that seemingly did not have hierarchical relationships. As in, like, they didn't... They talked about not having a leader, like everyone shown in their own way, that did drugs and they wanted to connect emotionally to their audience through the the sound and, and the journey of this band. And a ton of people loved them, a ton of people still love them, and it was a major thing. So there is my summary of The Grateful Dead. And I hope that you enjoyed that. I feel like I got to finish this on something that I'm a little bit more knowledgeable knowledgeable about. One more tip for this holiday season. Don't feel bad if your eating habits regress. I am trying to already mentally prepare and wrap myself around this idea that I'm probably not going to eat great over Thanksgiving and Christmas break. And just kind of pair that with the fact that I'm going to get to see family that I haven't seen in a long time. And we're going to try to be physically active together. And it's going to be totally okay. I'm not going to shame myself or feel guilty 
for trying to enjoy the simple pleasures of Christmas. So I hope you guys take that with a light heart. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And I will talk to you next week. Happy Tuesday. (music)